In today's episode of So Old Too, we discuss the importance of living in the moment, even when it has challenges. And welcome to So Old Too. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. So glad to be with you today. And we are in a new year, and uh, which started a couple months ago, but nevertheless, it is still new. And we want to talk today about living in a state of nowness, what it means when you're living in the moment. Ralph uh, Waldo Emerson once said, we are always getting ready to live, but never living. It almost reminds me of when you're a kid and you say, well, when I grow up, I want to be A, B, and C. And then you realize you, you meet people, and maybe you've been through it yourself, where you say, well, when I grow up, and you know, you're 45 years old, and when I grow up, I want to do this or that. Because maybe the, the hopes and dreams you've had haven't been happening as fast as you want them to, or maybe life took a strange turn. But the point is that many people don't live in their moment. Their body may be here, but their mind is somewhere in the past or future, or some kind of other reality in their mind that they concoct in the present. In fact, Olympic gold medal winners were asked once, what will you do now that you have accomplished your goal? You know, they, they, they obviously won the race or whatever sport they were in. And I heard two different people on two separate occasions put it this way. I don't know. I just want to focus on the moment. And this is what we're talking about today. The ability to focus on the moment. Matthew Killingsworth once said, human beings have this unique ability to focus on things that aren't happening right now. And that is so human nature, isn't it? We all go through it. We, we have this natural aversion to the now, especially if it is unpleasant. And uh, Leonard Sweet calls it a state of hereness, which, which we tend to avert because of the way we are, the way we're wired. And we, we have a way of wanting to run away from something that we don't like, especially if it's now. And we do this mentally by maybe taking a mental vacation or letting our minds wander in the twilight zone in our heads. So abiding is not just about being in a place. Nowness is not just about being in a place, but about embracing your moment with all your mind, with all your body, and with all your soul even if it's a challenging moment. And I'm not talking about some perverted way of, of wanting a situation that is horrific or painful and just living there. We're not talking about that. We're talking about facing and feeling that situation in that moment. There's a certain freedom when you face something ugly or difficult and you, 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 you somehow get through it. And, uh, but the danger of living in a fantasy, if we don't face it, is that it takes you away from the here and the now of your purpose. Because no matter what we go through, we always have this overarching purpose in our life that we have to accomplish and have to live by. And uh, God has given all of us a purpose. So how do you know that you're to embrace the now? Well, because now is when God gave us. He gave us the now, right? He gives us the moment. And uh, that moment is so serious that, uh, that there, there are so many scriptures I can give you today about the now, but 
Uh, there was one in, in the book of Acts, chapter 13 and 36, that says, For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his generation, fell asleep, meaning he died. And uh, there's something about that that we can ask ourselves. Am I serving God's purposes for my life right now? Am I living in that moment now? Because the only way to really do that, the only way to be a good steward of God's purposes in my life is to live in the now because I can't daydream about tomorrow without doing and focusing now. So uh, another way to put it is Ecclesiastes 9.10. Imagine Solomon, who's believed to have written it, the wisest man in the world, the wisest man who ever lived, after he has done and said everything, I mean, this guy lived for every pleasure. He, he made every mistake. He had every t-shirt to everything he ever did. And, but he says this, whatever presents itself to you or for you, do it with all your might because there is no work, planning, knowledge, or skill in the grave where you're going. And it sounds like a fatalistic kind of scary way to put it, but I want you to think about it this way, that we, we are only given one chance in this life to live and to live well. And the gift God gave us of life can be best expressed by living in that moment with all the energy, with all the vigor and verve you have for the glory of God. But there are some things that keep us from living in nowness. Things like, maybe living in another mental time zone. Some people are so stuck in the past that their, their present has become disabled. They, they can't live in the now because their mind has become marred by the past. And this is not a criticism. Uh, I think we've all done it. I've done it in my past where, where I'm kind of stuck in, in a moment in the past. And uh, it, it's a fact. It happens. Some people just live in the past to such an extent that they are disabled from living in the now, in the moment. Others, and again, I've gone through this, so it's not a criticism. Others are so hung up on the future, right? On what will happen, what what will tomorrow be? Will I ever, will I ever marry? Will I ever experience joy? Will I ever have the job or the career I want? Will I ever amount to anything? So connected to the future, so tethered to what might be, that their present becomes crippled. So there is no future in living in the past, and there is no present by living in the future. Either way, the best you could give God right now is your moment, embracing your moment. Some people have a difficult time facing truth and reality. They prefer to live in a make-believe world pretending that certain things aren't happening, says Joyce Meyer. And isn't this true? We've all been there. We've all been to a point where we, we fabricate a reality in our heads, like that old show from, I think, the 1980s, Herman's Head, where he had all of these mental processes that help him to cope as a mechanism for life. Now, there was a hero in the Bible by the name of Esther. She was an awesome, awesome lady. And it was believed, and it was said, actually, that, that uh, she existed for such a time as this that she was in a crisis where th there was a possibility of genocide of, of her whole generation of people, her whole race, the Jewish people, the, the Hebrew people. And it was told to her that, who knows if you exist for such a time as this? 
In order for us to know that, why we exist, we have to embrace that moment now and stop living in the past and stop living in the future. Another scripture says that Noah was a righteous man in his generation. His generation implies his time. Right now, those of you who are listening to me, this is your time now. And it's up to you to choose whether or not you're going to embrace your moment one way or the other, even if the moment is challenging, even if it's scary. So here's my challenge for you today. Will you embrace who you are right now, your moment? So living in another mental time zone is one way that keeps us from living now. But another way is this, simply daydreaming and, and fantasy as a habit. A study was was uh, shown that uh, people spending nearly half their time, 46.7%, think about something other than what they're actually doing. Now this, of course, is very natural if you have a job that is mundane. Uh, my, my dad's first job when he moved from Puerto Rico to to uh, to the mainland, his first job as as a teenager was putting plastic eyeballs in dolls. It was it wasn't automated in those days, and he would have to do it by hand. So he always made the joke that when he had a bad day, a bad day was that he might have maybe placed a a brown eye uh, and a and a blue eye uh, in the same doll head. That was a, an exciting day for him, and he chuckles about that because it was so mundane that it was hard to focus all the time on what he was doing. So if you have a mundane job, you have my sympathies. I, I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> I know what it feels like. But we're talking about the idea that, that if God put a purpose in your life, are you focusing enough so that you avoid any kind of fantastic fabrications of your thinking that keep you from living in the now? So psychologists have found that people who are distracted from the task at hand do so nearly half the time by daydreaming. And a a scientific team concluded that the team that reminiscing and thinking ahead of daydreaming or daydreaming tends to make people more miserable even when they are thinking about something pleasant. Why? Because you always have to come back to the now. It's almost like when someone drinks to forget, and then when they, uh, when they wake up, they have to remember. You still have to face it. So it's better to face it with a sober mind, knowing that you're going to get through it because God will get you through it, than to run away from it in your mind. So we know that a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. There's no real such thing as a mental happy place because you always have to come back to what is real now. But have you noticed that the happiest times of your lives are when you focused on that moment? The happiest times of all of our lives, really, is when we focused on the moment and took a deep breath and watched that sunset or or gave that person our full attention. When your entire being, when your entire body and soul and spirit were totally immersed in that moment and in that experience, there's something alive there. There's a great quote that the glory of God is, is to be fully, is for a man or a woman for that matter, to be fully alive. What does that mean to be fully alive? To be in the moment, to be in the now. But here's the question that maybe you're thinking about as we talk about this today. What if the moment is a miserable moment? 
What if it's awful? What if it's painful? Let me put it to you this way. It's one thing to face your moment responsibly and not run away from it, but face it so that you can get through it. But it's quite another to let that moment become a past, quote-unquote, that you will dwell on and it will distract you. In other words, one that defines you and controls you in your future nows. Think about it. If a person is stuck in their mind in an awful dark moment and they can't get out of it, soon, when they do get through it, that which was once present becomes the past that they become tethered to and can't get out of. And it becomes a darkness that hovers over them every time. So why does God want us to live in the state of nowness? Well, to put it simply, in the book of Luke, chapter 12, it says, Everyone to whom much is given, of him or her, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrust much, they will demand the more. What is, what is Jesus saying there? That we're going to be held accountable, not just for our gifts and our talents, but on what we did in that moment, on how we stewarded that moment in our life. So every moment is precious. Every moment is a seed for the future. So we have to treat it well. But another reason why God wants us to live in, in a nowness state is that you are designed to function best when you embrace today, when you embrace now. I cannot function if I'm weighed by tomorrow's worries or I'm being destroyed by yesterday's past. I function best when I'm living in the moment, focusing on the now. Abraham Maslow, the famous, uh, the famous psychologist who created Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, which has since changed, of course, but a great quote, nevertheless. The, habili- the ability to be in the present moment is a major component of mental wellness. That should be reason enough for any of us to say, I, I need to be in the moment. To live in your moment is healthier spiritually, mentally, and physically than living in the past or future. But one third thing before we go today. Now, it's the only real thing you have. The only real thing you have is what God has given you right now, the moment. Think, think about this for a moment. God's grace is only good for today. It's not good for tomorrow. Because tomorrow doesn't exist yet. God is not in the past or in the future. He's in the present. Now, God is only in the past if it haunts you. He'll help you with that. And he's only in the future. If the future makes you anxious, God says, you know what? I got it covered, so I want you to rest now. The point is, is that the fixed point is now where God wants you to learn faithfulness and trust. The word says in Lamentations 3.23, great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. So I want to encourage you, live in the now without fear knowing that God has your past covered and your future covered if you give it to Him. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and recommend it to a friend.